On 10th August this year, India's Civil Aviation Authority announced new guidelines that will allow aspiring pilots from the transgender community to train and fly. This was made possible by 23-year-old transgender trainee pilot Adam Harry when he first spoke about how he was declared unfit for flying on grounds that he was receiving hormone replacement therapy. I'm your host Maitreyi Ramesh and in this episode of News and Views we speak to Adam Harry India's first transgender trainee pilot and whose fight against transphobia has paved way for a more inclusive workspace. Thank you for joining us on the show Adam. Thank you Maitreyi. So I just want to hear like right from you know when you heard the news that the uh, civil aviation authority has changed the guidelines what was your first feeling because you have made you know this possible uh, the first uh, moment when i heard about the dgca's new guidelines i was happy and i felt that it, uh, that was a historic moment because uh, this is the first time in india um, civil aviation authority coming up with um, a circular which includes guidelines for transgender community so i consider it as a victory of uh, my entire community uh, i shared it with uh, my uh, close friends yeah i was so happy and and uh, i went to my friends house <laughs> to you know share this that was so nice I to was hear so happy yeah So uh you know in almost all your interviews you have said how you have always wanted to be a pilot since you were a child so tell us a little bit about your childhood what was it like growing up in thrissur in kerala and you know uh, when did you first realize that you wanted to become a pilot actually when i was a kid uh, my dad gifted me a toy fighter plane ever since uh, I, 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 i dreamt of nothing but becoming a pilot in future so uh, this was uh, the motivation that i got from my dad to become a pilot and uh, when i was young my dad used to work abroad so i used to pick him up to the airport so i used to go to pick him up uh, to the airport so i was i uh, always uh had uh, you know looked at the sky and felt so uh, happy when i saw the airplanes and yeah so uh, and i, I uh, my parents never expected that i will follow this dream when i grow when i grew up but uh, yeah i uh, when i was in 10th standard i uh, asked my parents that i wanted to become a pilot so then they asked me why i <laughs> like they didn't expected this from me and the dream of becoming a pilot uh, uh, was a far more distant dream than a boy from a village could have imagined as a trans person uh, it has become more difficult for me to be a pilot same time disclose my identity so it was a very hard journey for me when did you sort of come to terms with your Uh, gender identity and uh, what was that journey like i came out to myself when i was uh, in 9th standard 
Okay. And uh, I came out to my friends uh, during my school time. Just. So uh, at that time, I didn't have, uh, actually, I knew that I was different, but I didn't have any words to express my queerness. So uh, that was the major limitation. And I was also afraid of the rejection from my friends. I thought this is something strange and I have some problems within myself. And uh, so I was afraid to disclose it with my friends. And uh, uh, when I I read a news article about Nalsa judgment uh, while I was studying in Nantes Standard in 2014, I... like I discovered this word transgender, sorry, I uh, noticed this word transgender, then I started exploring and discovering my identity. And that's how I realized that this is not just me, there are many other people around the globe with the, uh, like, facing same, uh, like, like having such identities. Uh, People used to make fun note of me. Even teachers uh, used to make me... uh, separately as if I had a disease and they used to mock me in classes during my classes so I was uh, my some of those uh, like memories are still a nightmare for me but yeah uh, some of other some of my few of my friends helped me to come out of it and now uh, yeah that's how I came out let's start with how your journey to train as a pilot began what took you to South Africa? Uh, in the year of 2016, I applied for a, a loan with the help of my parents, and uh, I got an educational loan to support my uh, like to pursue commercial pilot training. Then I went to South Africa, Johannesburg, uh, at the age of 17, and I started my fly, uh, flying career there. And uh, I completed my uh, private pilot training uh, in the year of 2017. And in between, uh, during my training period, I came out to uh, the public as a trans person through social media. So my parents didn't expect that from me because uh, they were ashamed about my gender identity, first of all. And when I disclosed my identity uh, to my parents when I was in uh, 11th standard, uh, they were very uncomfortable and uh, they are from a conservative background where they don't even allow a girl child to wear a pair of jeans. So uh, it was uh, like they could not accept that and they forced me to come back to India. That's how I came. Uh, I discontinued my education. How did you take that and what happened when they asked you to come back? At that time, I was uh, I was worried about my career because I knew that when I, if I go back, I won't be able to study anymore. Uh, they told me that I, I cannot uh, continue my education and I was worried and I started working in restaurants as part time to survive in South Africa, but I was uh, uh, I failed in that because South Africa is not that a safe country to uh, for Indians, especially when you don't have any financial aid to support yourself. So, Adam, uh, what made you open up about your gender and sexuality on social media? Um, actually, I thought that that is the time to disclose it because uh, I I was I have been uh, like uh, I I had been uh, hiding my identity for so long, so I didn't wanted to hide it anymore at that time. So I disclosed it with public because uh, 
like hiding you to identity is very difficult like uh, you, you will feel like you are trapped in someone's body and uh, expressing your identity when you are alone at home is i, I felt like uh, i wanted to open up to the world because i was very comfortable when i shared uh, my identity with my friends in south africa when you came back to india it was the kerala government social justice department that helped you to get a scholarship to start training here in india did how did you meet this person whom you have whom you have called many times a mentor to you how did you meet this person uh when i came back to india i was put under house arrest for a year and i was taken to invisible correction and conversion therapies uh by my parents and i was hospitalized after i got beaten up by my uh parents then i decided that i wanted to get out of the home and i uh, attempted to uh, uh run away from my home twice but first attempt was uh, failed but first attempt failed then second early i uh, successfully made it and i uh, went to ernakulam and uh, in the second time i didn't had any belongings with me because my clothes were burned by my parents and i didn't had a phone uh, so i found myself sheltered in railway stations for a week railway station and bus stand in uh, ernakulam for a week then i didn't uh, like i didn't had any food and i was starving and then a uh, few of my transgender friends found me from the railway station and they uh, uh, they took me uh, with them and i started working uh, as a juice maker in fort kochi uh, and in between i worked uh part time as a faculty in different aviation academies then later uh, i moved to uh for like a, a place called tammanam and i started i started working as a faculty full time faculty in an aviation academy but they didn't paid me because when i disclosed my identity they were uh, not ready to pay me but they provided me accommodation i was staying inside the same classroom where i used to teach the children and uh, those days are still scary yeah. like uh, how did you manage a- food how did mm. you manage your ex- uh, expenses because nobody was paying mm. you simply because of your identity yes but the people who are like i used uh, when i used to work in juice juice shop they used to pay me uh, that's how i managed my expenses but when i moved to the aviation academy they didn't pay paid me and uh, they used to provide me um, like uh, uh, accommodation which is inside the classroom itself but uh, and uh, in a single day they may pay me around 100 rupees for food but that wasn't enough for me to have food the whole day, like four three times but i managed it and that's how i used to say uh, during those days and then uh, one of the um, leading news media in kerala uh, report media in kerala reported a story about me um, then that's how uh, <laughs> other medias reported the same story and uh, one of uh, a person from child welfare department contacted me and uh, she uh, uh, 
took an appointment from secretary to meet mr biju prabhagar who was the former uh, previous secretary of uh, social justice department and that's how i met him and i went uh, to apply for a uh, financial assistance to start a new juice bar for me and uh, he asked me why are you starting a juice shop instead of that just apply for uh, uh, the scholarship to at, continue my education at this point had you decided that you did not want to fly anymore or what was the re- reason behind starting a juice bar uh, at this point in life did your experience sort of push you to you know just say that i am done now let me just get on with life is it was that what you were thinking no 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 i always wanted to get back to aviation that's why i worked in different aviation academies for part time to get contacts and uh, get back to aviation uh, other than getting paid uh, so uh, this uh, i didn't had any idea that government will provide scholarship for transgender students to pursue uh, professional courses or uh, courses like this because this course is very expensive of for a common man to dream of becoming a pilot is very you know it's it's a luxury <laughs> so i yeah, didn't have an idea. idea to our listeners over here if you can tell us mm-hmm. how much does it actually cost to train to be a pilot uh nowadays uh, for commercial pilot training uh, it costs around 40 to 45 lakhs and wow. above that's that's and quite a lot yes for cadet pilot training uh they charge around 1.5 crores one crore fees and the government of kerala have a scheme uh, for um, pilots for the trainee pilots who belongs to scheduled caste scheduled tribes so from that geo he got an inspiration to form a new government to uh, like form a new government order and that's how he applied for the scholarship and then uh he released the funds but unfortunately the funds are still stuck at the government and i haven't or like received the funds as i face difficulties in dgc with uh with the uh, medical in our previous conversation you told me how you have never flown a plane in india so once you got the scholarship and started training mm-hmm. how was the training process like did you feel that finally some things are working out or did you expect to face discrimination at the training academy as well um having a new guideline or uh, gender policies doesn't really help us uh, it's the people uh, the people should change uh, uh, we face harassment discrimination from the people who works in iaf or dgca so they need to get sensitized first uh once they approved the scholarship then i got enrolled into rajiv gandhi vision academy and they um, like uh, transferred the fund in the year of 2020 and uh, for to start converting my private pilot license to india uh i had to revalidate my uh, license because the license should be current and me- and the medical too so for that i went back to south africa and uh, in between i applied for the medical 
because we need a we needed class two medical to start flying in India. So okay. at the first place they made made me unseat and I was grounded for six months. What grounds yeah. did they mention? You know that they have declared you unfit. Did they give you any explanation as to why they have said so? They didn't give me proper explanation at that time. During that time, they just said that if you are undertaking any kind of medic, any sort of medication, you will be assessed as unfit to fly. And also, they have mentioned my uh, the condition of my gender identity uh, using the term gender dysphoria. But gender dysphoria, and uh, you, uh, you can see that now in their <laughs> latest guidelines, gender dysphoria is not no normal. Uh, uh a term in ICD-11 uh yeah. they have replaced this term to gender incongruence and no more uh, mental disorder so uh quoting that thing that uh, term and uh because of my HRT therapy they made me unfit and yeah that was the grounds of making me unfit but uh in there are many transgender pilots around the globe flying their class even though when they are undergoing transition and some countries like USA and UK they do have guidelines so when I submitted uh, the guidelines of FAA and EAC that's how that's how DGC has decided like they also need a new guideline I, and I requested for this guideline. When you told your story to the world end of June that mm. you have been discriminated by you know mm. the IAF and the DGCA what yeah. what were the initial reactions at that point of time because I remember when one new story mm. broke overnight everyone mm. wanted to tell your story and I remember that I also called you saying you know we would mm. love to speak to you and highlight your story what pushed you what what made you decide that this is the time that I'm going to take it up actually it wasn't me uh, uh, the news was given by a senior pilot um, and uh, he was very kind and helping he knew about my issues and I, I he don't want, even he don't want to disclose his identity that's why I'm not disclosing it but uh, he's a captain and then he heard about my issues that I'm facing with BBC uh, he's the one who informed it to the media I didn't have any resources to inform it with the media at that time so I was facing difficulties and I was fighting for it for like I started this uh, work from like from uh, the year 2020 and I I have been writing to people but it doesn't work uh, it didn't work so then after that the, this person approached and he asked me whether I need any help so that's how he uh, informed it to the media you just said that from 2020 you have been trying to mobilize support to highlight your fight how has online yeah. petitions helped you with this? Because, you know, we do see that a lot of people have signed your petition mm -hmm. and the media has highlighted your issue so much. So how how much of a role did all this play into, you know, making sure that your fight reaches the right people? Actually, I have filed petition through change.org and uh, uh, like when I checked that website, I was so happy that many people were supporting me and they were uh, 
like giving some positive comments i i was happy and i saw one of the persons comment which made my, my day uh, that was from a uh, a from a person who who is now pursuing commercial pilot training in india and who wanted to come out of the closet so when i saw they comment i was so happy and uh, when i started to speak out there are, i know, i know there are many people out there in aviation who wanted to come out who wanted to fight for their identity so uh, that petition helped me to see many people who is facing same issues as me but uh, they they are afraid to speak it out or speak out loud about this issues i just want to give a little bit mm. context about the new guidelines mm. that have been released so uh, the latest guidelines say that transgender candidates who have completed their hormone therapy and gender mm. affirmation surgery for more than 5 years back will be declared medically fit provided they clear the medical health screening and it also says that if mm. a transgender applicant have completed the treatment within the past 5 years they will have to undergo psychological and psychiatric evaluation apart from a detailed mm. report so did you have to also go through some psychiatric evaluation before these guidelines were announced uh yes i had to go through invisible psychiatric psychometric tests and i th- i think i believe that still i will have to go through it um, there won't be any uh, yeah even though they have done the this but i will have to go through psychometric test uh, i'm ready to do it i'm ready to do psychiatry or the of the test that they have mentioned in the guideline or other than that i'm ready to uh, prove that myself i'm mentally fit for flying uh, but the thing is the problem is that i had uh, some confusion within the guideline uh, in this area so i communicated with the uh, the official and i asked them whether i can fly with because the hormone is not a uh, 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 few year course or uh, it is a lifelong therapy you yes. cannot complete it we cannot stop it so i talked to an official and he informed that if i have taken the hormones more uh, like uh, continued the hormones more than 5 years i can um and, uh, like I, i don't have to go through some some sort of procedure and uh, i started my hormones since the year of uh, 2018 so i think uh, now i have completed the 5 years and i had i have to submit all these records and my prescriptions to them and that is very difficult to find all the records old records and prescription from the hospital but still yeah i'll manage to find it and <laughs> get it sorted but i'm i still have some clarification that needs to be cleared from the officials but overall uh, are you happy with these guidelines i'm happy that they came up with a new guideline but there are some still some gray areas in the within this guideline and what next for you overall are you looking forward to going back to south africa training huh. yes uh, uh, i have requested the fund to study continue my studies in south africa only. so then i'll have to travel back to south africa and complete my commercial pilot training then i'll come back to india to convert my license here and to our listeners who are listening to the podcast what would you like to say about creating inclusive workspaces and also 
I would really like you to give a message to all the queer and trans children out there who's who are also dreaming about you know becoming pilots becoming doctors and what would you want to tell to them so that they can be who they are when they grow up yeah uh, i only thought uh, like thought of the uh, uh, and I, if i had any magical powers to go back to my childhood and talk to my younger self i would have told that be yourself don't uh, Uh, afraid of the society don't be afraid of the society be who you are and don't worry about the bad things that will happen to you when you come out as a trans person so i have to, like this is the same thing that i wanted to tell to the other people who are still closeted and who want to come out or who came out already be yourself and be happy about yourself proud of yourself and um uh <laughs> don't uh, take any negative things from the society and fight for your rights be who you are <laughs> and be happy about it uh, that's what i wanted to tell to the society and to the people core people out there and also uh, in all the workspaces uh, they need to ensure that they have a proper gender inclusive guidelines and uh, apart from guidelines uh, they need to sensitize their employees and in educational field they need uh, transgender students need constant representation and recognition to uh, avoid the stigma pertaining to our uh, identities thank you adam for joining us on this episode of news and views we hope to see you go to south africa very soon train there and we'll be following your journey on social media thank you thank you so much